Welcome to another episode. My name's Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Activision's earnings that they presented in November for quarter three, 2019. Like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear helping me keep track of how the company's doing. So let's get started. All the information I've collected either comes from ATVI's investors website, SeekingAlpha.com or MarketWatch.com. So if you guys want to find any information there, feel free to use any of those websites. First, let's start off with a quick stock returns. Um, in the past five days, Activision has returned negative 3% in the past month, negative 5%. In the past three months, it's up 15.8%. Year to date, it's up 13.16%. And in the past year, it's down 1.61%. Right now, the stock price is sitting somewhere around $52.70. All right, so let's get started with the first thing, revenue. So revenue was reported November 7, 2019. Quarter three non-GAAPs earnings per shares of 32 cents beat by 9 cents. GAAP earnings per share of 26 cents beat by 20 cents. Net bookings of $1.21 billion beat by 50 million. So we can see earnings per share beat, revenue beat. So the first point obviously has to go to Bull Solo. All right, guys, so next we're going to take a look at net bookings. For those that don't know, net bookings are all the sales done only on this quarter. It doesn't count any, any past backlog um, revenue that has just come in. It's just sales done this quarter. And it's the, most, it's the most truest way to see how the company is doing because we get to see what they're selling now. You see net bookings in mostly all the video game companies, Activision, EA Games, Take-Two Interactive, Software, all use... Um, net bookings when representing how they're doing and I actually agree with this concept because I want to know how the company is doing now So first let's start off with net bookings is down year to year The decrease in net booking for the three months ended in September 30th 2019 was primarily due to a decrease in Blizzard's net booking of 241 million dollars. There was also a decrease in Activision's net booking of 188 million dollars which means the company is down about 444 million in net bookings same time this year compared to same time last year so quarter three of, of 2019 to quarter three of 2018 net bookings is down 44 million dollars they say that the main reason net bookings is down in blizzard is they have lower net bookings from world of warcraft expansion and in-game content sales primarily because last year there was a there was an expansion release and this year there was no re re expansion release although subscription revenue remains pretty much the same compared to a year ago because world of warcraft classic came out in august so remember world of warcraft classic wasn't a full game release so they didn't collect that revenue of the game sale like they did last year but they're saying that the it's just it was more of just a renewed subscription but they're saying enough people came back to world of warcraft that it shows oh exact it shows comparable to the same time last year when the expansion came out so that's actually a pretty good thing to know next they say they are saying saying lower net bookings for hearthstone primarily due to lower net bookings from the expansion which was released in august 2019 as compared to the expansion which was released 2018 so we can see less people are coming into hearthstone right now if the expansion last year did better than the expansion this year now the decrease in Activision's net booking was mainly because they do not have Destiny franchise, which was reflecting in quarter um, quarter three of last year. 
Remember, they sold that during December of 2018. So next quarter, two quarters from now should be the last time they use this as an excuse. Um, they also have lower net bookings from Call of Duty franchise along catalog titles. So we can see this quarter was the biggest in decrease in net bookings. They had, like I mentioned, a total of $444 million less this quarter compared to the same time last quarter. And if we say year to date is compare this year to date from now compared to the same time last quarter, it's down 748. So for that, I'm going to have to give a first point to Darth Bear here. Um, net bookings, right, is one of the most important things. We want to make sure that the company is doing even better than they did last last time. So now let's just talk about how net revenue um, is doing. I just want to keep talking about uh, how, how the company is distributing and how revenue is broken down in different sectors. So digital sales are down 505 million. That's 13 um, percent. And this is in the nine months. I'm not taking a look at quarter anymore. I'm taking a look at the nine months. So this is year to date. So digital sales is down 505 million, 13 percent. Retail channels is down 165 million, 22 percent. And you know, it's actually an other, uh, what they call other revenue is up 54 million and it's up 15 percent. Um, but that's why I ended up putting the actual numerical value because even though it's up 15%, it's only $54 million compared to the down 505 and the down 165 from digital and retail. Um, and just so you guys know, other is revenue that comes from eSport, Major League Gaming, and Overwatch League. Now let's just take a look at segment revenue. So um, if you guys don't know, or I should have explained this earlier, Activision is pretty much made up of three companies or three sectors. The first is Blizzard, and you know with Blizzard you have World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Hearthstone, Overwatch. Then you have Activision. The main game in Activision is Call of Duty, but they also have other games. I think Crash Bandicoot is part of it. And then they have King. King is mainly their mobile platform, which has Candy Crush. So Candy Crush is part of Activision. So we're gonna see Candy Crush is actually the biggest, biggest money maker for for Blizzard for Activision. So um, King makes up 152, um, 152 million, 1.52 billion dollars for the past nine months, where Blizzard only made up 1.1 billion and Activision made up 0.8 billion dollars. So you can see King is definitely the king of Activision, followed by Blizzard, followed by Activision, which is pretty funny, right? Activision, the main company's name, is actually the slowest driver of the company. Um, and we can see King also has the biggest segment operating income. Operating income from King comes at 543 million, where Blizzard comes in at 204, and Activision comes in at 153. But that's not here what I'm trying to talk about. I'm trying to see the revenue. So Blizzard is down 13%, $479 million compared to the same time nine months ago. Activision is down 15 million, not bad. And King is pretty much flat with only down $15 million. <clears throat> Actually, my bad, Activision is not down 15 million. Activision is down 253 million that 15 million was for king so king is pretty flat while the other two companies are bleeding now let's talk about activision's future plans so for future plans i'm gonna have to give a point to bull solo right off the bat just because i i can't tell if the future plan 
it's the smartest move to take, right? I don't know what the future holds. I don't know how the customers will hold this response, but I just know that a company needs to have a roadmap of what they need to go and how they're gonna go about it. And as long as they have that, that to me is definitely great news. And this company definitely has this. They have a four pillar plan, which what they call, and it's pretty much to just focus and invest on their big name products. So they have in their four pillar plan, they have major content release, live operation, franchise expansion to mobile, and new engagement models. So for major content release, they did the following. They released World of Warcraft Classics for their big name World of Warcraft in quarter three, which added record numbers and subscription plans in quarter three. Blizzard announced the next World of Warcraft expansion and the sequel to Overwatch and Diablo, again, all big names. Then they did exceptional release with Call of Duty Modern Warfare launch in October 25th, I think it came out. So now for live operations. For live operations, their, their World of Warcraft Classic sustained strong engagement in quarter four. They also talk about Call of Duty and how Blizzard announces um, new, new Hearthstone expansion and coming out. Next, they wanna move from franchise expansion to mobile and Call of Duty Mobile is one of the top mobile launches in history. So this past October, uh, they, released, um, they released Call of Duty for a mobile platform. And in October, it increasingly, it significantly increased the reach for the franchise. 100 plus million downloads in the first month, reaching the top of the mobile app download charts in 150 countries with a 4.9 star rating. So that's pretty impressive, um, right? They released Call of Duty for mobile and it was a huge success. And they also have monetization trends for the Battle Pass and first seasonal events that have been strong. So right with these usual games, Call of Duty mobile games, with any of these mobile games, they have little small chargers here and there if the player wants to buy. And with such a huge vast majority of customers willing to play this game, the potential to $1 here, $2 here, it makes this revenue um, a huge success. So they're doing that and finally they're adding new engagement models um, to their franchise and one thing they noted here is King's advertising business nearly doubled year to year in quarter three. So like I mentioned, this is going to be a point of bull solo. They have a nice plan ahead of them. They know what they're trying to do. They're trying to focus on their big names and that's that's how they're, they're proceeding. Just some, some, some things to note, some of the upcoming games in the pipeline. Like I mentioned in this pal, this past August they they took out WoW Classic. In October they took out Call of Duty Mobile. In October they also took out Call of Duty Modern Warfare. In quarter four they're expecting Hearthstone expansion. In 2020 they're expecting another WoW expansion. In they they mentioned Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, but with no with no release date. They also have I don't know why they don't have it here. They have Warcraft 3 coming in quarter four of 2019 or quarter one of 2020 and like i said I, I i put the past games because these games like wild classic call of duty mobile and call of duty modern warfare even though they already came out they just came out a few months ago so it's still good to know that this company has had some releases in the past in the near past so now we're going to take talk about mau it's like monthly active users so monthly active users has decreased by 11 million or 3% compared to quarter three of 2019 and quarter two of 2019, primarily driven by a decrease in average monthly active users for a king. So we're down 3% to last quarter, so quarter two of 2019 
And the biggest reason is because of a decrease in monthly active users for King. So let's take a look real quick down at the bottom chart. I'm probably blocking some of it, but Activision this quarter has 36 million uh, active monthly active users. Blizzard has 33. King has 247. So that's to quarter three, and that's 316 million. In quarter in the previous quarter, quarter two, Activision had 37, so Activision lost 1 million. Blizzard had 32, so Blizzard gained 1 million, so that was offset. King was at 258, and that was the 11 million loss this quarter. Um, we're now sitting at 247. But now let's take a look at the same time last year. Average monthly active users decreased by 29 million, or 8%. For quarter three 2019 compared to quarter three 2018 and the year-to-year -year decrease in average is due to the following so first they, they have a decrease across King's various franchise other than Candy Crush so like I mentioned King's is Blizzard's is Activision's mobile platform for all these short games and their biggest name is Candy Crush they do say that they also have other smaller names um, I'm actually not sure what those other names are, but those other smaller games have produced less engage. But it was partially offset by an increase in average monthly active users for Candy Crush franchise, which is understandable, right? Blizzard says they want to focus mainly on their strong platforms. So obviously there might see some decrease in the lower in the lower ones, but like Candy, Candy Crush is their main headway in King, so they're gonna focus in it. And we can see there was an increase in average monthly active users. Now in Activision, it was primarily due again to the absence of Destiny. So I'm all I'm, I, like, I, if you guys saw my last video, I'm tired of them mentioning Destiny, but it's true. I can't wait for next quarter, for next two quarters where I don't have to hear this excuse anymore. They also reported lower act, average monthly active users from the Call of Duty franchise, which might uh, might increase next quarter with the release of Call of Duty Modern Warfare and the release of Call of Duty Mobile. Then there was a lower average monthly active users for Blizzard, primarily due to lower average monthly active users of Hearthstone and Overwatch. Because they do mention that there was a huge increase of monthly active users for World of Warcraft. So World of Warcraft is actually still pretty strong. The heavy ones are the ones lacking are Hearthstone and Overwatch. So because we do see a decrease in both quarter to quarter last year and quarter to quarter from quarter three to quarter two, I'm going to obviously have to give a point to Dark Bear on this one. Next, let's take a look at shareholder return. This company, let's just start off from the bottom for some reason. Dividends, this company reported, gave dividends on, reported on February 20, uh, 12, 2019, that the company was going to give a 30 cents per common share. Their dividend seems to be paid only once a year, so it's not that strong. Like you can see, Activision right now has less than a 1% dividend yield. Then the company also has a repurchase program. On January 31st, 2019, the board of directors authorized repurchase program for $1.5 billion of their common stock. And this, um, this authorization is from now until February 13, 2021, or until the board of directors determines to discontinue the program. So it can actually be finished earlier. But as of September 30, 2019, they have not purchased any church, any shares under this program. So um, my real question is, what are they waiting for? The company was down to about 40 something dollars during this period. I'm not sure why they couldn't pick up some shares. And that to me is a little bit troubling, but I'm going to have to give a point to Bull Solo 
on the shareholder return, right? Because this company is maintaining a steady, even though it's once a year, it's still maintaining a steady dividend. And I think it has been increasing that I think it used to be 32 cents last year. So there, there is an increase in dividends. Um, I do wish they would pay it out more. Uh, and then they also have a strong wheat purchase program available to them. But I definitely want to see them take and start buying some shares at the moment to give investors the confidence, right? Because as an investor, you're, you're saying this company has $1.5 billion. Why did they not buy the company share when it was at about $45? What are they waiting for? Next, we're going to talk about this company's debt. So the company has increased its cash by a healthy amount. So here, if we can take a look at this chart on top of me, this graph, cash and cash equivalents, same time a year ago was $3.43 billion. Now it's sitting at $4.95 billion. So that's about a $1.5 billion increase in cash over the year, over the past year. One thing is, it doesn't seem like this company has taken up any new debt. Same time last year, they had a $2.7 billion gross debt. And right now, they're still sitting at that $2.7 billion. So again, why have they not paid off any debt? Are they just trying to build cash at the moment? Um, just, but the not, um, so right now their net cash, if we take their cash investments minus their gross debt, right now is sitting at 2.25 billion of positive net cash. Where at the same time last year, this company was sitting at less than $1 billion of net cash. So that's pretty good right there. They're increasing their cash flow. They have a positive net cash flow. Um, so this, I, I, in my opinion, this allows them to not have to take out any future loans, any loans in the future, especially if rates start to go back up, they'll have, they'll have cash, cash ready on hand. And another thing, I do know they're not paying off their debt, but they have no long-term debt until 2021. So in 2021, they have senior notes that are due for $650 million. So this company can easily pay at all its total long-term debt. And that to me is pretty impressive. Um, but just so you guys know, 2021, 650 million, 2022, $400 um, million dollars of notes. And then after that, the next one is 2026 with 850, 2027 with 400. And after that, 2047 at 400 again. So this company has no short-term important debt that we should know about. Um, all the long-term debt is due to 2021. I'm liking that cash flow positive and that net cash flow increasing dramatically. So obviously, I'm going to have to give a point to Bull Solo on this one. So now we're going to take a look at on the outlook based on the company. So the company reported, um, gave us a guidelines for how it's going to do. And we saw how net revenue did, net bookings has done year to date compared to the same time last year. So we're not seeing anything different here. They reporting that they're going to have a net revenue of about $6.3 billion at the end of this year, where just so you guys know, last year's total was $7.5 billion of revenue. So there is a decrease of that. They're reporting a quarter revenue of about $1.8 billion, where same time last year was $2.3 billion of revenue. So we're still seeing a decline year to date, year to year and quarter to quarter. Um, so for that reason, I'm gonna have to give uh, I'm gonna have to give a point to Dark Bear on this one, but don't be so worried. Let's take a look at the outlook based on an, an analysis on analyst analysis analyst one of those two. So here, earnings per share growth for 2019. 
So from 2019, they are estimating earnings per shares to be $2.21. And let's just take a look at how the company reported. So uh, for 2019, the company reports that they'll be $2.13. Uh, analysts say that they're going to be $2.21. I personally think, this is my opinion here, that they're going to be they're gonna definitely beat this outlook because if you guys have not watched, have not seen all my other videos, one thing that Activision gets me heated up is they go super, super conservative on all their on all their future guidance. They go extremely conservative and then they they beat them and they're like, oh, we beat them, congratulations. And that gets me so heated. Why don't you guys give me actual numbers that you guys are trying to achieve? Um, but but like I said, I'm I'm 100% sure that they're gonna beat this. Uh, well, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, in my opinion, I'm, I feel very confident that they are gonna beat the, this two dollars and thirteen cents, and they are gonna beat the revenue that they produced here. So if they're gonna beat two dollars and thirteen cents, I still think they're also gonna beat two dollars and twenty one cents. Um, then for December 2020th. 2020th, they expect earnings per share to be $2.47. So you, we can see right after this year of the slowdown, this company is expected to have a strong, have to have uh, its growthness coming back. And like I mentioned, one of the reasons they do mention is that that, that portion of revenue coming out from Destiny um, did take a hit on them, but I, they never really showed how much of a hit it really took. Like I want to know how much did Rev did Destiny make during these quarters? And that's not one information they provide, but we can see earnings per share is increasing and we can see that forward PE ratio coming um, coming down. And still, this company with the forward PE ratio of $21, 21.16, I think is still pretty cheap. If you took a look at my last video uh, for quarter two of Activision, Activision was about $45 at the moment, probably lower. And I said that this company I would gladly buy under $50. I did not mean that $50 was the worst. After $50, it wasn't a time to buy anymore. But I just said anything below $50, this company is definitely worth it. But right now, sitting at mid 50, at low 52s, at low 50s, I think it's at 52 right now. I am picking up a few shares still now. I just opened up a new account. I might do a video on them. I'm opening up. I opened up a new account when now the market is all time high. So I, maybe if you guys want to see a video like that of, of what I'm investing now that the market is at all time highs and this is a brand new account. So everything I'm buying here is while the market is all time high. So I might get burned in the process, but I think it's always important to invest your money no matter what time. It's just you just have to be careful on how you invest. So hey, I might pull out a video on that later. But back to this, back to this. Now let's take a look at revenue. So for revenue for 2019, this company at analysts expect us to make $6.36 billion. And let's say what, um, what Activision says. Activision says they're gonna make about $6.3 billion. So that's pretty much on par with this. And like I said, Activision always, always gives us uh, very conservative numbers. So I think they are gonna beat these numbers and we're gonna see, we're gonna see a beat here. Um, so Activision, and now let's take a look year to year for 2020. This company is expected to make $6.94 billion, almost $7 billion, almost to where was that in 2018. So we can see forward PE ratio is decreasing, forward price to sales ratio is also decreasing. And for that reason, I'm going to have to give a point to 
goes solo here because that tells me that this company is still growing and this company can still make money and for a company that's still growing still making money giving you positive shareholder returns giving you positive cash flow we'll take a look at it in the next episode um i still think a forward pe ratio of less than 20 around 20, 20 even around 20 less than 25 is still pretty healthy i i I personally do not mind investing in this company with a PE ratio of less than 25. So that's it guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'm going to do one more episode after this, seeing how the company is doing numerically wise in the 10Q report. Just see some trends going on there. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let me know what you guys think. Have a good night and see you next time.